You're listening to The Recovered Life Show, the show that helps people in recovery live their best recovered lives. And here is your host, Damon Frank. And welcome back to The Recovered Life Show. It is Monday, February episode 79. How you doing, Christina? I'm great. I'm happy to be here. Really good to see you on this Monday morning. Uh, it wouldn't be a Monday morning if we didn't have a little bit of drama. A little struggle. So, sorry we're a little <laughs> late. We try to go live at 8 a.m. Uh, on Monday, Wednesdays, and Fridays now. Uh, but unfortunately, we had a little bit of problem with the stream. So here we are now. We are here now. And today is my anniversary. So happy it's going anniversary. to be a good day. We'll turn it around. Wow. I'm so happy. This show, uh, before we get started, though, Damon, I want to make sure that I let everybody know that the Recovered Life is being brought to you by uh, Recovered Life contributors and members like you. So we so appreciate you and we want you to keep watching. We do appreciate you guys, and thank you so much. And I know a lot of people are listening to us on iTunes and on Google Play and all of the, you know, if you're watching us on video, on YouTube, Facebook Live, IGTV, thank you so much. Hey, we've got a really great show today. Uh, It's going to be about a half an hour jam-packed, but a lot of really good stuff. So hold tight, and I want to get right into it. You found this really amazing article about uh, why the na- non-alcoholic drink market is taking off. And it's huge. I want to talk with you about this because a lot dude, of controversy about this. There is. There's controversy and there's also interest, which is why I wanted to bring it to the show. Because first of all, this was put in the finance section uh, of Yahoo News. And, and so mm-hmm. I thought that was very interesting. It's so important or interesting to them that they want to highlight it. And we've all heard of non-alcoholic beers. Um, I think that you probably were told, like I was, Damon, that you don't drink non-alcoholic beers if you are in recovery because it can make you thirsty. And so I've always, always stayed in that camp. But in the last uh, four years, five years, it shows how it is tripled. I mean, the the search for non-alcoholic wine is up 333% since last year. And it is a product of what we've already talked about in the past, which is this huge, huge gray area drinking situation. And people are looking for alternatives. So I want to talk about the two types of non-alcoholic drinks. There are the spirits, which are designed to taste um, like non-alcoholic gin or non-alcoholic scotch. And I find those interesting personally because I never thought I never drank booze for the taste of it. Let's put it that way. Um, So I find it fascinating that people do. But there's also another section of these new types of drinks that include new nootropics and uh, adaptogen adaptogens. And uh, they are very interesting to me because they are chocked full of different nutrients and supplements that help the body deal with stress. And so although I'm in the camp that I wouldn't necessarily touch the non-alcoholic um, beers or the non-alcoholic gin or wine, I would be very interested in these mixers that they're coming up with that have some health benefits. Yeah. What about yeah. you? What do you well, think you know about what? That? I have, I have, um, see, I'm in the other camp. I, I don't know about non-alcoholic beer. Mm. Um, I wasn't actually, I was around some pretty hardcore 12 step people mm-hmm. and they didn't, uh, they didn't believe in that. They, they no. didn't believe that, uh, that it was an issue, non-alcoholic, unless you're drinking a case of it. Right, right. now, 
I, I, I have to tell you, like, I, and I, I'm just telling you, I'm not giving anybody permission to do it. Yes. I don't think I don't do it. I, mm-hmm. I, I, I don't I don't do that anymore, primarily because um, for a lot of different reasons. But one is it was so controversial and it I figured was. it's just too much. It's just too much ma- mind power. Right. I don't believe if you've had a non-alcoholic beer, you've relapsed or that. That's my own personal belief right now. I'm not I'm not telling anybody what they should believe. But um, I think it's problematic, this mock cocktail thing, uh, because I think that um, when you start getting into the, hey, it tastes like gin. Hey, it tastes mm-hmm. like bourbon. That wouldn't have worked for me. I'm just no. going to I'm just gonna tell you that doesn't work for me. That would play such mind games on me that I couldn't, I couldn't handle. I'm already paranoid. <laughs> if I go to a business thing and ask for a Diet Coke, you want to make I sure always it's... feel it tastes funny. So for yes. me, the obsessive compulsive Damon, no, no, no go on that. No go, no go. I, yeah. I just, I mean, I'm as always conflicted about the fact that I think, well, if this helps somebody feel more part of, that's great. But for me, when I quit drinking, I had to get rid of the culture of it too for a while yeah. to protect myself. And uh, I have good friends that uh, pick up a non-alcoholic bottle of wine often and they really enjoy it. Now, I don't think that would be very safe for me because as I said, I never really liked the taste. I was chasing the dopamine hit, you know, which was impossible to continue Mm -hmm. to have once I had that first drink. So I definitely, I mean, I think it's not nearly as black and white as it used to be. And I'm grateful that there's an alternative, but I love the idea of these new drinks that have options, you know, that have these uh, healing properties. You know, I'm a big supplementer. I'm a big, you know, uh, herbs and all kinds of things to help increase my health and increase my brain patterns. So I'm definitely going to try one of those. I know like Katy Perry came out with one. It is obviously big business. And well, look, you know, I mean, I, I brought it up on the screen so people oh, can good. see it. Uh, it is a Yahoo News article. Amy Poulter wrote it. Is that her? Yeah, Amy Poulter. Uh-huh. And uh, it was last year in October because right before the holidays, you know, you and I had talks with people who had developed some of these these mocktails. And you yes. know that I'm always leery because I think here's the thing. Here's the thing. I don't understand, honestly, if you're an alcoholic mm-hmm. and you're drinking something specifically <laughs> because it tastes like gin. Right. Now, here's the thing. What's the difference between alcoholic wine? I mean, isn't grape juice non-alcoholic wine? I, I mean, know. right? Like, I don't, right. I don't get that. I don't right. understand that. Right. Well, I know that, you know, from what I understand is that it does taste like wine would. And there's some that are really good and there's some that are confusing. You know, this all of the data that came from this came from TasteWise. And so Mm. when and that's a national uh, research collective and they talked about I mean, we're looking at numbers of like 47 percent up. Uh, the entire yeah. market, you know, 52% up from uh, in restaurant and bar sales. So I like the idea that a restaurant would offer this if you want an option. I also really like the idea of trying the new vitamin drinks or the new supplemental drinks that have the new otropics and everything. But I think it's something that each person should really think about and okay, talk well, to your sponsor about it. Yeah, here's my here, here's my thing. I think for people who aren't alcoholics, Mm-hmm. I kind of understand this. Although, you do-, do you think people crave, like, people are like that are non alcoholic? So, I really love the taste of gin so much. Mm-mm. 
that I'm no. thinking. Like I, you, you know what I'm saying? Like I honestly think that some of this is a little predatory. I'm just gonna, there I'm just gonna go. throw it out there. I'm gonna throw it out there. I think this is this is a campaign by a lot of people sometimes in order to skirt the issue. It could because, be because yeah. look, if I was allergic to strawberries, uh, you know, and I had really like broke out in handcuffs every time I was had strawberries, <laughs> right? Like, I don't know if I'd be looking for a faux strawberry alternative. Agreed. I just, I just don't think I would. I'd like go to boysenberries or something. Yeah, like, I, I wouldn't. You know what I mean? And this is this is how I kind of think about it. There's a lot of you know we know that alcoholism. In getting sober, you do interventions, Christina. I do. You know that there's a lot of insanity, a lot of insane Absolutely. thinking, yes. right? Now, I'm not. I'm not um, being accusatory when I say that. It even says that in twelve step groups. It's like it, it's a re- restoration of sanity. Like there's a lot of not great thinking, and I think that this throws down. If if you're obsessed about is is your fake gin gonna taste like real gin? Like I just think. That's just so prepping for disaster. Right, I can't even right. tell you. Well, because how much easier it is to slip and just say, make this one a real one, you know, or make this one an alcoholic one. Why not? Why not? We have no idea, but we have to stay protected. I mean, we have to stay in a protective state of our sobriety. If you truly are a person that uh, should never have another drink in your life, I would say that the the faux gin is not worth it is what I would go with. It's not worth it to play around. Now, on the other hand, some people, this is how they get sober. This is what happens for them. It's like reduction of harm. You've heard of that in in interventions, reduction of harm. And we had this huge uh, thing in Clubhouse about Demi Lovato and her reduction of harm. And I noticed or heard recently that she's come out and is going to be you know, declaring complete sobriety because it. Didn't oh, is this work the whole her. California sober? I know we did an <laughs> right. episode on the whole right. California. So th- this is one of those things too. Now, here's the thing: I- I'm all for reduction of harm. Like, I-, I I get that, and I think as people figure out, it's like, hey, I'm an alcoholic. Do I have addiction problems, or do I not have addiction problems? Right. I I get this. I I, I totally too. understand that. Like the stepping do down of it mm-hmm. to see if you could take a time out to see if hey. Maybe I'm just a heavy drinker and I'm going to stop. Okay, I, I get that. But here's the other side of this that people don't talk about too, which is the percentage of alcohol game. Like I've known people who've said, I'm just going to be right out there, that if you've had a 0% non-alcoholic beer, that it has been distilled still and that there's 0.000 whatever, right, of mm-hmm. alcohol, whatever that is. I don't even want to quote it. And I saw this huge debate once in a 12 set, right? And the person was like, no, you've relapsed. You've done the whole, Mm -hmm. and he's like, no, I haven't. And then this nutritionist was there and said, you know, there's more in vanilla cookies. There's more alcohol. Exactly. I was going to say that. Vanilla cookies than there is in one of these non-alcoholic beers, you know? And, but the person's argument was, well, it's the thinking behind it. Mm. You didn't go into like, and I'm, and I'm going to throw this out too, Christina, and we're going to do an episode on this. I know. Uh, there will be a time if you're sober long-term where you're going to drink alcohol accidentally. Yes, it happens there to is. Everyone, there's no intention. Yes. You just were served something that has it. You didn't know you did your due diligence, right? Mm-hmm. And the next thing you know, you're tasting something, right? And if you're me, I'm very super paranoid of that. So I, people who know me, I always check and I already, I have somebody with me if I go to parties. Right. That is my taster. I do. I, I'm yeah. gonna be. I'm gonna be honest with you because I don't want to be in a situation where all of a sudden I take a, a swig of 
bourbon or whatever, but I've been but, into candy mm-hmm. or I've been, I've double checked that it's or a got a dessert, dessert that was poured oh, in liquor. Yeah. yeah, exactly. <laughs> like I don't eat tiramisu. Yes. Like I don't eat tiramisu. Like that's what, but I know people who are sober who do eat tiramisu. Yes. They don't eat it every day, but every no. couple of years they'll have it. They're not running from it. Right. Exactly. Um, I agree with you totally. And I, and I've gotten those calls. Did I just lose my sobriety? And I yeah. really believe the intention behind that is not, you don't lose your sobriety date. You know, you don't lose your recovery. Um, you know, it's a moment, it's, it's a lapse maybe in judgment or you are absolutely, you know, t- so I've heard of people, their friends have given them a drink and said it was non-alcoholic and it was, it's not funny when they do that and it's disturbing, but I don't believe you lose your date. Well, this is uh, this has been a great segment. I think it's going to help a lot of people. I, I say, look, go with the Sprite. Go with the diet. Like for me personally, being sober for years or whatever. And I, again, I'm not opposed to non-alcoholic drinks in theory, mm-hmm. especially for people who are sober. The hard alcohol, alcohol I don't, I totally it's don't confusing. get. Yeah. But like, I don't understand the difference between uh, a, a non-alcoholic champagne and apple juice. I don't really. Then the Martinelli's. Uh, and look, the sugar too. We're, that's a whole other episode. Yeah, can't go down but there. To be today. honest <laughs> with you, I can't drink apple juice. I, I, I'm somebody who I feel the effects of alcohol when I drink. I stop drinking apple juice. Absolutely. I'm somebody that I'm well, too hypoglycemic. It hits me. Mm-hmm. I get I get a little dizzy. I feel a little high. Right. And I've learned over sobriety. It's like you know what? That's not a safe thing for me. Nope. That gives me a weird feeling. Now it's a hundred percent alcohol free. Right. But it doesn't, it doesn't, it doesn't do it for me. I I'm with you. I'm with you, but I will not sit and it's not for me to decide for others. So that's why, that's why I wanted to have this conversation and I wanted to share the differences between the two. I can understand maybe the taste of um, beer for anybody who's triggered. I apologize if it's a hot sunny day, but I know myself and that beer would not be what I wanted truly, yes, you know, and yes. I don't want to be reminded of that. I don't yes. want to be in that place. I just protect my sobriety more. Well, absolutely. A great, uh, episode, great segment. Thank you so much, Christina. You know, before we go into the next uh, segment here, I wanted to, uh, give a shout out, uh, and, uh, drop some information for some people, uh, that might be interested in this. You know, we talk a lot about codependency. We talk a lot yes. about Christina, about not being able to say no. Right. And we created this amazing free three-day challenge. Uh, and it's, it's all backed by Christina Dennis. It's amazing. Thank it's on you. Recovered Life. And let me tell people what this is all about. You know, you might've identified that it's a struggle to say no, right? Mm-hmm. Like you just can't say no, Right. And you're frustrated when you're always giving more than you're getting. We hear this a whole lot. And if this is you, we want to invite you to this free three-day challenge where we're going to explore how to handle requests, set better boundaries, and how to deploy better communication techniques. Every day you receive a great email from Christina Dennis, a video from her detailing what activities to practice for the day. So this challenge is totally right for anyone who feels overwhelmed. If you're an over-volunteer, 
Which I know there's <laughs> so a lot many of soccer of us. moms out yes, there, right? So many of us. You're the always the go-to person in your office or your home, and right. you feel trapped by all of your responsibilities. You always feel behind, and you're worn out and anxious all the time. You might want to look at this 100% free challenge. So you can get the Can't Say No Challenge by going to recoveredlife.us forward slash can't say no. That's recoveredlife.us forward slash can't say no. So take advantage of that. It's 100% free. You also get a free membership to the Recovered Life community and a vibrant conversation about yes. how to say no. Uh-huh. Absolutely. It's it's so powerful if I do say so myself, but it also gives you real real tips on how to start today saying no. And we put it up on the stream. Once again, you can get that totally for free at recoveredlife.us forward slash can't say no. So we're moving on to the next segment after this small little break. Here we go. All right. You're listening to The Recovered Life Show. And we're back. Thank you so much, everybody, for tuning into The Recovered Life Show. Segment two today, it's going to be a winner here. Stress and addiction relapse. Huge thing right around now. It is. Huge it is. thing. People came back, you know, Christina, to uh, a kind of a COVID community. Let's admit it. And money's down for a lot of people. And uh, relationships are Relation- tense. because Isolation. Ah, everybody's been in. Uh, I, I got to tell you, I went to one of my favorite places on Earth, though, and had a little glimpse of freedom. Really? I, I went to Costco. You know, I'm a huge fan <laughs> no. of the Costco. I have to oh, say yeah. no to Costco. <laughs> come on, come on. I, I'll uh-uh. coordinate with your husband. Uh-uh. I think every it. soccer dad, every 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 dad out there is a Costco fanatic. <laughs> I was at my brother-in-law's house yesterday, so shout out to him. We were comparing what we love on Costco in Costco. Oh wow! I mean. I, I've reached a new low in my life, I think, but uh, I, I do. I love <laughs> You're it. Stretching. I have to tell you. You're but stretching. But I walked into Costco and uh, the person was like, mask optional, mask optional. Really? Uh, so anyone here that's listening that lives outside of California in a free America, uh, <laughs> you, you're going to be like, what are you guys talking about? But in, in Los Angeles, Orange County, San Diego County, mask mandates have been pretty strict. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's caused stress too. I mean, it has. looking at the kids and I mean, so this whole thing, the stress, and I want to kind of have do the segment about stress and relapse, uh, a huge trigger, right? It is huge. And a lot of us, because this has been so vastly different than anything else that we can look at, we don't necessarily have the, the uh, pathway, you know, for, for us. A lot of times in the recovery community, you will know somebody who has, has, um, you know, lost somebody, let's say, and you can go to them and get, you know, input, you will have examples of how to walk through this. But COVID, nobody has an example. And I know a lot of people got sober. In fact, that's what, you know, multiple episodes have been about. But there have been people who've lost their sobriety, um, based on that, like it was just too much. And I think that we're starting to have conversations about mental health, but I mean, stress doesn't even really cover what's happening um, in our world right now. It doesn't even come close, right? And so they've either gone into anxiety or they've gone into fear. And, um, you know, in order to be able to even survive, they've used alcohol for calming down their nervous system. 
Well, let's let, let's admit it. Like people who are in recovery deal with stress different. Mm-hmm. You know, as a codependency coach, and I know we do a lot of rooms, and uh, you know, we're going to give a little clubhouse oh, plug. We're going to be on yes. clubhouse at uh, what uh, nine this morning? At nine nine a.m. Yeah. Pacific time, so eleven Central and twelve Eastern. We actually do those shows Monday through Thursday, and they yeah. are amazing. We have lots and lots of people in the room and we have beautiful discussions about this so that we can all walk through these times and the things that are specific to us and realize we're not alone. Please, if you do not belong to Clubhouse, download the app, hit Recover Life so that you can get notified when our rooms are on there. They're one of my favorite parts of the day. Uh, yeah, and, and let me and let me tell you, stress is a huge thing. We have a whole thing about stress and anxiety, yes. also on the Recovered Life app, and we talk about it a lot. You know, people's. You know, here's the thing. I think we fall under a couple of camps here. Okay. You know me. I'm always trying to categorize. I, things, you are. Right? <laughs> so I'm, I'm. I'm that, and I'm the analogy kid. A shout out to my buddy Rich, who I'm stealing the title of the analogy kid. Okay. Um, who's probably listening to this right now, but um. You know, we fall into two camps, I think, with anxiety. It's people who maybe have been lived in an alcoholic home that mm-hmm. repress anxiety. They're cool as a cucumber. Mm-hmm. War zone going on. You want Bob or Sue in your camp. They will not, they'll not even flinch, right? They I'm handle it well. And yeah. then, yeah, then two weeks later, their whole exactly. nervous system breaks down. I'm one of those two, right? And then there's people who just from the get-go can't handle any kind of anxiety. Their whole nervous system just starts to collapse, right? Right. And you see this a lot in the recovery. I think it means different things, you know, having run groups and been part of the recovered community for a long time. I think it, there's different diagnoses that go with it. You know, I find that the people who have that delayed response of, of anxiety and stress are much more fall into the ACOA. I hate Uh to use these acronyms, but the codependency adult children of alcoholics. alcoholics, Exactly. Yeah. And dysfunctional families. Uh, absolutely. They, they absolutely do. And and actually, this mimics throughout the non-recovery world, too. Brene Brown re- refers to it as an over-functioner or an under-functioner. And I have met under-functioners, whereas the plan becomes crystal clear to me. But the problem with an over-functioner is, like you said, two weeks later, it shows up. And we have disassociated from our actual body. And the thing that I am envious of underfunctioners is that they know this is too much for them right then and they need help. And so whereas I might delay asking for help or not even understand where it's coming from, they know immediately I'm in it and this is what I need. So, you know, either one is is a struggle, but I believe the entire world is in those two camps. Well, I'm going to tell you, not only I think are they in those two camps, I think when we talk about relapse, And when we talk about stress is a big thing because, you know, one of the great things that 12 steps have given us and also just coaching Mm -hmm. and the recovered community has given us, there's some, there's, although there's no one way that people relapse, there's, there's not right. There are signs like, like uh, who was it? Uh, Was it Les Brown that says success leaves clues? Yes. I can't remember who said that. Right. Well, relapse leaves clues too. And one of the clues that it leaves is that, uh, not being able to handle anxiety uh, or stress when it comes in, not being able to process it healthily, right? Healthily in a healthy way. Yes. What what happens is is that it puts you in the future or the past. Absolutely. And we know that in the future and the past, if you're out of the present, you're much more likely to relapse. Absolutely. And and not being able to identify it. The first step is always identifying it. And 
The second step is being able to label it so that you have choices in your reaction to it. Um, I know I work with a lot of people that uh, the scariest thing is that they're feeling anxiety or stress and they don't know where it's coming from. And when we peel back their week, we can point to different things. And so you can, in your disassociated state, look at different things and know, even though you didn't feel stress about that incident at that time, most people would. And then the remedy is always the same. Calm your nervous system down. Make sure that you're taking care of yourself, both spiritually, physically, and emotionally. Do something extra. That's the other thing. Repairing the nervous system has to be everybody's job in recovery. Yes. First thing, and I you think know. The, I think the big thing is also, too, one of the things that I've learned is this whole this whole concept of letting go. Mm. You know, uh, just a little behind the scenes of Recovered Life here. We had a hard time getting the stream sure up for did. whatever reason. It works perfectly. And then this morning, we're all prepared. We're on time. We're ready to go at eight. The stream just starts to crash, right? Like, yep. so eventually I get stressed, right? And mm -hmm. then eventually I sort of try to repress that. Right. You no, know, I'm not having it. I can control stress. And sometimes just the acknowledgement of absolutely how oh, this is stressful, this sucks. And, you know, I, I noticed that with stress, there were two things that would happen. You know, I would have the instinct to run. Mm -hmm. Or I would have the instinct to fight. Yes. Right. Yes. And it's somewhere in between there where you just kind of let go. The acknowledgement of like, I've done all I can here. I'm going to let now let go of this has right. been the biggest thing to deal with stress and anxiety for me is to say, I've done all I can do here. It's not, it's no longer in my hands. So, and, and there is a difference though, I think between letting go and turning it over. So, you know, letting go, let's say you have a coin in your hand and you open it up, you're letting go of it. You're not holding on to it, but it's still in your hand. And so I believe the second step of that is turning it over so that it's no longer in your hand. And that's part of what the spiritual awakening does, you know, Absolutely. And, yeah, letting us know that there is something out there that is a greater resource than just us alone. And that is important to mention as well. Well, this has been an amazing uh, segment too. We always talk about really interesting things. You know, we created the recovered life because we wanted people to live their best recovered life. And that's what the show is about. Yes. And, you know, episode 79, one of the reasons why we want to talk about, you know, the non-alcoholic drinks, the stress and addiction relapse, all this stuff is because these are real things. This is what you're, this is actually what's going on in people's it recovered is. lives, right? It this is, is what we hear on the app. Uh, in the recovered life community. And it's what we hear on Clubhouse constantly. Well, we live in a world that is uh, insatiable need for the highlight reels and recovery and living your best recovered life has to do with all the behind the scenes moments and acknowledging them, sharing them, yeah. making sure that you are asking for help, making sure that you're not feeling isolated. That's how we live the best recovered life we have. Absolutely. This is going to conclude episode 79. All right. can't believe this. Guys, if you're not going to join us, we're going to be in the next five minutes. We're going to be on Clubhouse. Dude. And if you're listening to this in replay, which you are obviously in the podcast or anything else, join, go to Clubhouse, download the app. It's That's free as well. And go to recoveredlife.us and you can join the community. You're going to hear all about it. We're on Clubhouse four days a week Beautiful at 9 a.m. Pacific all the time. Great conference. And this is a way that you can not only listen to the Recovered Life show, but you can participate because Christina and I are answering questions. We've got experts on all the time that you see on Absolutely. the show, uh -huh. contributors. It is really a blast, honestly. So join us there 
on Clubhouse. And definitely, if you're not a member of the Recovered Life community, go to recoveredlife.us. Join mm-hmm. today. Tons of stuff. You're going to get access to a lot of amazing things. Christina, episode 79 in we the We did can. it. We did Any it. Any final thoughts here? Any final thoughts? Just everybody have a beautiful Monday. Monday's your do-over day. So set your intentions and make sure that you take care of you. And speaking of attentions real quick, we are going to, we are planning on broadcasting. Christina and I are going to be on air 8 a.m. Pacific, Monday, Wednesdays, and Fridays. So we're expanding the show and we can only do that through your help. So like, share, follow, tell a friend about Recovered Life, tell a friend. And you know, we want to hear, leave a comment. We want to hear what you have to say about Mm -hmm. this. Do you agree? Do you disagree with the non-alcoholic drink thing? Let us know. Okay. All right. Episode 79 in the can. Have a great day, Christina. You too. Bye. Bye. Keep the conversation going. Join Recovered Life, a community of like-minded people who are looking to live their best recovered lives. Membership is free and you can apply at recoveredlife.us.